Revolting is a production of the Cycling Independent with support from our generous subscribers and from Shimano North America. is revolting with Stevel and Robot on the Cycling Independent episode 107 Sympathy for the Devil. Content warning. We're going to talk about what we're going to talk about and the way we talk about things. For some of you that's going to be a little too hectic so turn this off, get yourself a yogurt and a spoon and make yourself a Nescafe. You're not cut out for it. Uh, hello, this is the 107th episode of the Revolting Revolting Podcast, that's Robot, and I'm Stevel. Uh, we're smack dab in the middle of December, almost 2024. Can you believe that? No. And did you see the article that came out? A tear, a, a hole has formed in the sun that's, a hun, uh, that's 60 Earths wide. And it's, Not concerned. No, I, you know, the fact that we haven't gotten wiped out by asteroids or something, if you think about like the, um, the odds that humanity and all of the things that exist on this planet do, and that we're just on this rock floating in infinite space Mm. and that we haven't been wiped out by a huge hole in the sun or whatever, like it was, that was a good that was a good article for me to read because it just, I, I don't fucking care. Like I get white, I get all bugged, bugged out about, you know, these sort of banal uh, irritations that seem like big life changes. But then when it boils right down to it, nothing matters. My existence is a split of a split of a second in human history. And who cares? Throw your garbage, mix your recycle. Don't mix your recycling. <laughs> don't put pants on nothing matters yeah. yeah i mean here here are two things that might or might not be related i on my left hand on the pointer finger on the knuckle it's a little crusty it's always a little crusty i don't know why i put lotion on it and i don't know why it's always just crusty also there's a giant hole in the sun i don't know <laughs> everything's great yeah and terrible i don't know at the same time which one of those is the bigger problem i'm not sure I'm not sure. There's big, there's capital P problem and lowercase p problem. Lowercase p problem is crusty knuckles or that you lost your keys or you're, you know, you got alopecia, your eyebrows fell out. Yep. Uppercase p is that there's a hole in the sun. Well, there's this other thing that goes on. Uh, a few episodes ago, we had we did one called um, "68% of the Universe is Dark Energy," and the deal with dark energy is that it actually keeps the universe inflated because gravity wants to um, collapse the universe, right? Okay, wait. We talked about this. No, I'm talking about it now. I'm saying oh. that was one of that was the title of the episode, which you know, the as per usual, it had nothing to do with the episode <laughs> itself. But um, so there's this dark energy, which we don't really know what the fuck it is, and it it the the idea is that it keeps the universe from collapsing on itself. Um, if the nature of that energy, uh changed ever so slightly you know we would we would implode like so many uh video game controlled submarines yeah space time would tear yeah and we wouldn't even know it i would go from like being worried about my crusty knuckle to being (laughs) to being nothing (laughs) before like even in the midst of the Geez, maybe I'll try a different lotion. Even in the middle of that thought, I would just, you know, cease. And Mm. there's something, you know, you can be terrified by that or you can be comforted by it. I choose comfort. I think it's comforting because I I certainly do get wound up about a bunch of stuff all the time, Uh, you know. But and then you think "Eh." we're like 
Like, if everybody on the planet sneezed at the same time, that's the thing that might, like, tip the balance or whatever. You don't, we don't, yeah, yeah. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, maybe. We, the more we do. Did you ever see any of the Cloverfield movies? Yes. Yeah. And enjoyed them. We don't know. We just don't know. Yeah. John Goodman knew. We don't know. That's right. Uh, what are we doing uh, today? How's your well? How's your week been? What have it, what happened this week? Anything cool? Um. Well, I had COVID all last week. Right. That's not cool. And, no, it's not cool, and it really fucked me over. And now I have a lot of things to do because I didn't do very many things last week. And I'll tell you exactly where I'm at, sort of um, psycho emotionally. I was out. I had to go down to my mom's to make her breakfast this morning because she is chronically ill so i went down i made her um little scrambled eggs and sausage you didn't ask it but you know they say that uh details are important so i made her a little sausage and eggs and then i bought a new suit for myself because i'm going to a wedding uh in new zealand next month and because i got stubby little legs i had to have the pants hemmed And so I left my mom's house and I was like, you have to go to the tailor. And do you ever, I mean, I don't know if this happens to you. Actually, I'm sure that it happens to you. You have like a thing to do. And the thing is like, oh, call the dentist or, you know, something really banal, Mm -hmm. something that will take you three and a half minutes, but you cannot find it in your heart and soul. You can't find it in your being to call the dentist, you know, it, it takes on, this is what happens to me. So I, I just am like completely overwhelmed with stuff to do. And so I left my mom's house and I was like, you have to go to the tailor. You have to go to the tailor, go to the fucking tail. And I was talking to myself in the car. I'm sure I looked even slightly more insane than normal. And I was like, go to the fucking tailor. So I go to the fucking tailor. She's delightful. She's happy to help me. She's so glad I don't need them tomorrow. Like we have a pleasant interaction and I left the tailor and I got back in the car and I was like, yes, yeah, I was, I was, that's where I am psycho emotionally, just, just doing the basic functionality of human living. Yeah. Is what I, uh, I don't put, I mean, I put stuff off, but I, uh, oftentimes will get, I just get distracted. And I, I caught myself in a, in a loop yesterday where I was in my studio. I left, music was on, door was unlocked. Um, and I came upstairs for some reason. And then I got distracted and then ended up in the bar like way before opening. <laughs> and I was chit-chatting with the bartender and the guy who runs the ki- the kitchen, Joey and Ridge. Shout out to Joey and Ridge. And then I like to help do things like kind of like set the bar up, take the stools down and the chairs down and, and just like get to hang out with, with my friends for a little bit before the work stuff happens. And then I was like happy. I was helping fill mustard and ketchup bottles. Sure. And then I, I realized I was like, I got to go downstairs and like lock everything, close stuff up if I'm going to continue. And I turned around. I was like, but first I got to go get the mustard out of the walk in. I was like, stop, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. I was like, and I had to like break myself. And then as soon as I was like, there's one thing I got it. This is one thing I got to do. And then you can continue to goof around up here. And I could I was like. Yeah, but um, I should probably go in and see if the Carve Slayer stickers are still on the paper towel boxes. You know, whatever, anything to to keep me from doing the one simple thing that I needed to do. So it's it's not a matter of um, what's the word uh, where you put shit off procrastination. Thank you. It's not a matter of procrastination. It's a matter of just my attention span is getting shorter and shorter, I think, with age. Yeah, I have that problem, but I also have the problem of just not wanting to speak to humans. Mm -hmm. 
I needed to make a phone call yesterday, a bike industry work phone call. It's to a person that I like and that I've known for years, and I could not make myself dial the number. Huh. And then I did eventually, and we had a pleasant conversation. But this is where I'm at. I both have attention deficit in the sense of like, I'm doing six things. And each one led to the next one, and none of them got done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, to- that's totally relatable. Oh wait, yeah. I've got a. So speaking of just sort of like adult brains, I got a I got a pretty epic story. I told the story about brushing my teeth with hand lotion the other day. Yep. So I close the bar. I close on Saturdays, and sometimes I get home at three, and sometimes I get home at four. On this night in particular, I was getting into bed at five o'clock in the morning. Mm. So I wake up the next day, uh, Acid King that played that night, and there was a bunch of people in town for the show, none of whom I got to see, or I didn't get to go to the show, I didn't get to do anything, I just worked. So we're sitting at the state, I go over to Joe and Kirsten's house, and we're sitting around with this gang of people, and we're, uh, Kirsten feeds me breakfast, and I have a coffee and a Bloody Mary. And we're talking about battle vests because va- battle vests is always a fun topic. And I, I got this patch, this new this patch on this, on my new battle vest that says uh, something along the lines of haven't gotten addicted to meth yet. And it's like a mm-hmm. ribbon, you know, but I couldn't think of the name. I couldn't think of the word ribbon. So I was like, you know, it's like a round thing. It says, it says haven't gotten addicted to meth yet. And it's got two little dangly things that come down below it. There's a fucking Pabst can on the table, and I picked this up, and I said, it's this thing. What is this called? And pe- and everybody at the table's like, oh, a ribbon? Like the word <laughs> that's on the fucking can you're holding? Like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where, I, <laughs> that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. It's just, a bro- I'm broke. I don't know. Maybe we're both just broken toys. Maybe. I, I will say this. Uh, we got on the, we got on the, this meeting that we're having here right now Mm -hmm. and I can see you're tired. Um, why? But it's, uh, but it's eight 30. Do I look tired? Is it my eyes? I'm not sure whether you look tired or whether you're just, your voice is just the sexiest. Your (laughs) voice is very fuckable (laughs) right now. Is it also because I was texting you at like 3.30 or 4 o'clock this morning? Yeah, you were called to hassle me about this thing. (laughs) And it was 7.30 in my morning and I was drinking coffee and you were hassling me. Uh, We don't have to talk about whether the hassle was appropriate or inappropriate. Uh, I I concede it was appropriate. appropriate, I don't even remember remember what we were talking about. I was like, why are you awake and hassling me? Like, I depend on the three-hour advantage I have. (sighs) You were hassling me because you sent me a post that featured Angelo from Fishbone and one of the dudes from Slayer. Oh, Dave Lombardo. I think it's three dudes from Fishbone and Dave Lombardo, and they're doing a Bad Brain song. And you thought it was... The bad brains, or you didn't read the caption well, or like watch it. It was or... in HR's official thread. Oh, that's what fucked me up. And I was like, that's not HR. That's Angelo from Fishbone. But it says HR is posting it. Just the whole thing fucked me up. And then you were like, hey, boner, <laughs> how come you <laughs> you aren't having the appropriate emotional response to this? <laughs> and I was like. Man, I just got the fuck up and I'm trying to make myself awake. And and why are you? <laughs> you should need, be fucking sleeping and not bothering me. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's what this week has held. Uh, let's get into shout. Uh, let's get into shout outs. What do you got? Well, this week I'm shouting out Krampus. Um, Krampus is a horned anthropomorphic figure, uh, from like Alpine central European folklore, uh, who during the Advent season, which is now scares children who have misbehaved, which is all of them. 
And so this, I think this is one of those pre-Christian things that uh, got mashed up, like the whole tree thing. Um, uh, Krampus got mashed up into Christianity somehow. Um, but he's a hairy brown or black uh, beast with cloven hooves and, and the horns of a goat. Uh, and I think he's dope. I just think he's dope. Uh, I like the idea that Santa and Krampus travel together. Yeah. Somebody, I was reading this sort of dissertation and it was about like Christmas. If you're good, you get stuff. If you're bad, you get punished. And it just, it's like further uh, confirms this like be good, get stuff. Be bad, don't get stuff. And instead of like being bad is sometimes being bad's fine. I don't know. The article made it seem like it was this like psychological. It's sort of like this, this notion had been weaponized against humanity. Oh, it certainly has. I, I am so, uh, I am anti-Christmas. My wife is always bummed out because I am against Christmas and I've been trying. What? I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it sucks. And so I've been thinking about ways to like at least fix it for myself. And I was like, well, what if what if we just did went pagan and we celebrated the fucking winter winter solstice? If we're going to have I'm down with having a celebration. There's nothing wrong with that. We'll have it on the winter solstice instead of birth of Jesus Day, which is not even birth of Jesus Day. It's all it's also mixed up. And swirled mm-hmm. around and nonsensical that I just, I just, I, I just can't, I can't handle it. I just w- always want it to be over, but that makes me like the bad guy in the family. Uh, finding a way that you, that, to make it fun for yourself is important. I hate, I loved it when I was little for all the same reasons that little kids love Christmas is magical sure. and fun and the tree and things were sparkly and presents and stuff. Sure. And then, uh, I don't know, I guess I was 18, 18 to about 35. Like, I just had, I had no use for it. I don't like, it was almost like I I felt uh, sort of forced to be happy, you know? Like, I want to be whatever mood I'm in. I don't want to be happy because the season dictates that I should be or whatever. So that always put me in a worse mood. And then when my ex and I met, then I got into Christmas again because we had like a, the thing that we did and that was really fun. And then we split up and then now I don't like it again. But the one thing that I did do to kind of like, you know, we had our tradition and then I just sort of felt like I was cut loose and I didn't have anything. Everybody else is doing stuff. Everybody else is with friends and family and stuff. And so I would go on a mountain bike ride and then I would come home. I would order a deep dish pizza the night before, and I would heat that up, go on a mountain bike ride, and then I would take a bath and watch the Tired video, the Tired Skateboards video. Yeah, that's... Which is always, that always premieres on Christmas, and that's a lot of fun. Number one skate video of the year, probably. <clears throat> Last year was disappointing. It was like four minutes long. Mm. I was like, what the fuck? I just barely got in the bath, and the video was over. <laughs> uh but that was like that's kind of that's kind of a fun tradition, you know. It's not it's not, well, not Christmassy, but it's a little thing that's just for me. Well, yeah, this is the thing. I'm not a Christian and uh, or anything, and I would I like to keep you know I'm not a total. Okay, I probably am a total, but uh, I want to keep the good stuff. I, I'm I, I don't mind having a tradition or even a celebration. Uh, I would just like to. I don't need anyone else to tell me what it is. I'll just let's just have it. Like maybe it's the day of blue cheese and you just get up and you eat things with blue cheese on them all day. I don't know. I got to give that a shot this year. Blue cheese day. Blue cheese day. Yeah. On the solstice, on the solstice, we get up. Well, this is what I was saying to my wife the other day. I was like, I want to change Christmas. Maybe people like to give gifts. Okay, fine. We'll do gifts, but we'll do them on the solstice instead of on the 25th. So that'll be our whole thing. And then maybe we get together with friends. And then all I could come up with is that we would set Christmas trees on fire. And she was like, "Mm, I don't think burning trees 
is the right centerpiece for your new ritual. And I was like, yeah, okay, this needs more thought. That happens after Christmas. That's right. And you go get them. That's what my friend Eric and Sonia do. They like gather Christmas trees and have a humongous fire in their yard. I think it would be cool if you let your tree dry out and then lit it on fire and catapulted it. I would love to see that. (laughs) That would be... You know what I mean? You need a big piece of land. Oh, and also yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. catapult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, I'm into it. You know, you do you. What what do what makes you happy? As long as yeah, you're not so, hurting other people. I don't see any problem with that. So we have blue cheese and we have a flaming tree catapult. That's what that's what I got so far. It's a work in progress. People talk about the war on Christmas, and I've been looking for an anti-Christmas militia to join. <laughs> But I've been I've been waging that war for decades at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so shout out this week to Krampus anyway. Yeah, I'm 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 with that. Uh, what's your music pick? My music pick this week um, is the self-titled first record from Floor, and Floor is. Uh, Steve from Torches, uh, the band he was in before Torch. And it's the band in which they invented the bomb note, which is kind of their signature thing. Right. And the story is that they were two guitar players and a drummer. Neither of them wanted to play bass, but they were like, but we want that like heavy bass sound. So they just completely detuned their E strings, their top strings. And so they play chords on the bottom five strings and then they hit this bomb note, which makes this like sound. Uh, And it's fucking genius. That's not uh, the bomb notes, not to be mistaken for the brown note, which I think Tad came up with. Yeah, not the brown note, which is the the note that induces defecation <laughs> yeah i don't know if it's actually a thing but they claim tad doyle claims that it is yeah or, the, lo- or that I, they've seen it i would love to see it deployed but i have the feeling that you can't see it deployed without feeling it deployed <laughs> i would be a willing participant in that experiment they even said they like they did this whole thing at the dolby studios where they like figured out this one frequency or tone or tonality or something that makes people shit themselves. But I mean, just to do it, just to be like, I want to, I want somebody to pinch my neck and make me fall asleep. I want somebody to play oh, yeah. a note that makes me shit myself, but you know, in a controlled environment, I just think that like these little things that I know, or at least I think I know can happen. I would like to s- see them happen like in real time. I would like a video of you Submitting yourself to the brown note, and then as soon as you go, oh my god, it works! Someone neck pinches you, and you pass out. <laughs> That's my birthday present to myself. Yeah, exactly. Shit your pants, and then get Vulcan death pinched. So um, this this floor record, it's great. First song on it's called Scimitar. Um, yeah, there's what, not a bad song on it. What year did that come out? Oh, 2002 or four or okay. I'm going to look it up because right. uh, we do we're doing real stuff here. What's your pick? Uh, it's a band. I don't know what I think about them. I don't know if I like uh. them or not. I'm having a real hard time deciding. It's one of those bands like. Some of it is great and some of it is irksome, but they're called Highly Suspect. Huh. Uh, the band or the record is called The Boy Who Died Wolf. Um, <laughs> they were from Cape Cod, uh, moved to Brooklyn some number of years ago. And this record, like I hear it and I and I hear like there's like good rock, like big rock anthems. And yeah. then there's like then then you hear like that sounds a that sounds an awful lot like if you com- combined Queens of the Stone Age and Open Hand, if you remember Open Hand, a band from L.A. Uh huh. And then and then it, and then a song will come on and it's just like plain 
butt rock. <laughs> like, what the fuck? This just... <laughs> What is butt rock? Explain butt rock for me. Well, people think it's B-U-T-T rock, like it's like hair metal. But uh-huh. it's like the kind of, as I understand it, it's the kind of shit that comes from radio stations that play nothing but rock, right? Okay. Oh. So that's kind of, it's it's like really slick and very commercial and maybe not necessarily my jam, but some of the songs, and then there's like really good, like, dirgy kind of grungy shitty like messy punk songs it's weird it's all over the map i mean it's cool they're clearly all talented songwriters and talented musicians Uh, and some of the songs i think are really stand out and some of the songs bug the shit out of me so So you're picking it but what you're really doing is putting it in front of us and saying this might be good well, some of it is really good. Some of it I like very much. And I've listened to it a lot trying to figure out if it all sounds good to me together. Or if some of the songs you just, are you like tolerate and then the other songs you just really like. But yeah. there's not a common, it doesn't strike me like there's a common com- commonality in amongst the collection of songs. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'd be interested. Dr. Ray, he's got a pretty expansive understanding of music and knowledge and perspective. And maybe he would listen to it and say, or Lee, Lee, that motherfucker's opinionated as hell. He'll tell me that it's garbage and sounds like snowboard soundtrack music, uh, snowboard video soundtrack music. Uh, I'm only trying to pick uh, bands that Lee hates now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Lee, Lee St. Clair. Come on. Brother Lee, come through. Tell us what you think. Tell me what you think. If it's fucking, if you think it's terrible, it's not going to change my opinion of it. I'm still going to like some of the songs, but I, I need, I don't know, man. It's, it's like licking a battery. Does it taste good or does it hurt? Or maybe it's a little bit of both. Right. Well, uh, you and I have talked about the, this music pick thing that we've started doing and we're 107 episodes in and now it's like uh, there's some weeks where you're like well obviously this is what i'm picking because i'm feeling like i've been listening to this thing i love it so much i gotta share it Mm -hmm. but then there's weeks where you're like i don't know i don't like i'm not listening to a brand new thing every single week so you have to do some research you have to like like i take this shit seriously i want to you know i I don't want a, a track record of people being like, with that robot, I don't know what the <laughs> He's fuck. He's got really bad taste in music. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. These guys like got the butternut squash of, of uh, the music taste. Yeah. Well, I never, you know, never claimed that I had good taste in music. I like the music that I like very much. And I think <laughs> I have a pretty broad, I've had pretty broad experience listening to music since I was really small. My dad had a huge record collection and I think that influenced my ability to listen with a little bit more a critic of a critical ear, maybe, you know, like for a long time, all I liked was just loud, noisy guitar driven music. And that's still, <laughs> that still is one of my favorite things, but that's not exclusive exclusively all I listen to anymore, but it's still one of my favorite things. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we got that floor and, uh, highly suspect, which it's a ironic name for the band because they are highly suspect still at this stage. Yeah. Uh, with that, let's get a word from the sponsor and we will be right back. Revolting is brought to you in part by Shimano North America and their new GRX 12-speed mechanical group set. Shimano is the originator of gravel-specific components, and the new GRX mechanical is the next step in their evolution. Rooted in simplicity, reliability, and adventure, the new GRX lineup offers three unique 12-speed mechanical drivetrain options, along with unrivaled ergonomics without an over-the-top price. Available in two different one-by chainring options and one two-by chainring option, the new GRX 12-speed mechanical delivers the freedom 
to choose how and where to ride. And we're back. Human people are terrible. We're no exception. It's hard to understand how you're supposed to love your fellow person where they're constantly doing dumb shit and spouting terrible ideas. Again, we're not an exception to this rule, but today we're going to talk about how to be better people, or potentially, uh, even if most days we remain deeply fallible and imperfect. Ooh, uh, honesty with oneself, um, forgiveness, forgiveness with oneself, understand that you're always trying, trying to do better. And perception and perspective is huge. Don't assume that just because you see something the way you see something, that that means it's the God honest truth. That's only your perspective, perspective and only your perception. To have that little bit of wiggle room and understand or allow for other people to see things slightly differently, um, maybe is a piece of this how's that that all seems good and right i've just been so this whole topic comes from me being out in the world and just really struggling with other people and it's not them it's me right the problem is me oh um, it's why not why not both well be, because i can't control other people I, uh, my only thing with other people is that i have to accept them more or less as they are mm-hmm. right you know, the, the, the chronic thing for me is I go out and I'm in a hurry cause I'm always in a hurry because I'm impatient. I have this ADD that means I have to get to the end of whatever task I'm working on real quick or else, or else it's going to spin off into space. So I'm just always impatient. And so nobody can drive right. And nobody can go through the line at the grocery store, right? Nobody can do anything right for me. And that's bullshit. That's bullshit. You know? I I used to go to AA meetings. I used to go to AA all the time. And I will I I don't do that anymore for reasons, but I d- will tell you that I was a better, more well-adjusted member of the general public when I did that than when I didn't. And it's because the meeting was at six o'clock every morning and I would go there and they would like straighten my shit out. I would walk in and and you know. Here's one of the best messages I ever got there. It was, look, the world is the way the world is. The people are the way they are every single day. Why the fuck are you going out of your door in the morning thinking, expecting them to be better drivers or better at bagging their groceries or anything? Why would how dumb are you (laughs) that you think overnight Everyone figured out how to do everything. They didn't. Okay, so <clears throat> to pivot a tiny bit, does when you were going to meetings, um, did that give you the the patience or the bandwidth? Let's say the bandwidth to sort of sit in awe and amusement. Of the of the kookiness and the idiosyncrasies of people, you know, where instead of being like trying to control that which you can't, you were more an observer and less a participant. I just think that I started my day with forgiveness. And it was just, I just forgive myself and everybody else for being a shit mess. And I would just start the day in that mindset. Do you see, do you see a shrink now? Do you have a shrink? No. No. Um, I'm a big fan of therapy. We've talked that, talked about that before and all kinds of therapy. Like it doesn't just have to be talk therapy. You can do. Right. You can do all like all kinds. There's all kinds. Um, ha, do you feel like you might miss that a little bit in your in your life? Like maybe you start going to meetings again just so that you can you can get that notion or that ha- in that habit of 
forgiveness. Uh, just if only just to make your day a little bit more manageable. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think about that somewhat often. Like maybe I'll go back. Cause look, everything is, everything is what you make of it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's okay. I don't need to agree with everything or everybody or whatever. I, I've, I'm coming to get the thing that I need, which is patience, love, and understanding. When was the last meeting you went to? I don't know. A year or two, a couple of years. Hmm. Did one close? Oh yeah. Well, maybe I, you know, I'm not a big fan of new year's resolutions. Cause I feel like you're just always setting yourself up for, you know, not doing the thing that you promised yourself you'd do. I'm not going to yeah. call it disappointment or failure or anything. You just say like, I am going to learn how to ice skate. And I only bring that up cause that was my new year's resolution in third grade and I never did it. And I think well, about that a lot. Yep. Uh, I also, we talked about reincarnation at one point and I thought it, my initial response was that I used to be a violin and then my uh -huh. teacher was like, no, that's not, <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. Anyhow, uh, maybe you just, you know, to re you resolve to start doing that because you talked about it before. I've heard you talk about it before and it's like, it gave you, it gave you something to kind of sink your teeth into and you liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, you know, there are things I liked about it and things I didn't like about it, just like everything else. Um, no, I think that's right. I think, I think what's, what's on my mind is that I, I can't shake the feeling that I need to change my habits. Okay. And part of, and the point of changing my habits is to get my mind in a better place earlier in the day. Because I, I think that most days I end up in the right place. Like, I know what's right. I know, you know, old ladies do old lady things, old lady style, and um, guys in pickup trucks do pickup truck guy things the way they do. You know, like, uh, not to generalize about that, just I'm just picking some examples Uh Everyone does the, the shit. I just need, uh, it's all fine. It's all fine. Everyone's doing their thing. I was about to say everyone's doing the best they can. That's not a fact at all. That's Most of true. us. <laughs> yeah. Many of us, myself included, are not doing the best we can on a given day, but this is what we got. Uh, so I, I can, ex intellectually, I can accept that. I think I just need to get, I need a habit that gets me into a better frame of mind earlier in the day yeah well it sounds like you got the answer like you know exactly what you need to do yeah but so it's like going to the tailor man right, you know i know well, i gotta I go to about, the tailor but that's, that's just about to bring up <laughs> but you know well whatever you know my perspective isn't worth anything but I, I disagree. I, Your perspective you're what what you're doing right now is very gently bringing a home truth to my home and I appreciate it. Well, you know, you know what you, you know what you want and you know what you need and you know how this makes you feel. So it seems like the, all the only part of the equation that's the variable is just simply you waking up and getting yourself there. Yep. Uh, so first question, Oh, by the way, it's yes, it is uh, difficult to have all the answers all the time. As a, <laughs> As a big load to carry. I could see the way you were a little hunched, yeah. but then you delivered that truth to me and you, I saw your shoulders come up a little bit. Oh, I can finally breathe deeply again. Yeah. Uh, first question. The world is incredibly consistent. The sun goes down the sun with a giant tear in it. The sun <laughs> comes up at least today. At least today it did. Yeah. People can't drive and aren't very considerate of each other's needs or feelings. How do you manage that? Uh, I'm really tired all the time, so I don't have any energy to fight. You know, like I'll have mostly if something really irks me, I'll just internalize this feeling of um, palpable disappointment. <laughs> 
and then I go on about my day. I don't engage with people. You know, if somebody is like, obviously, if somebody's acting out of pocket or somebody's like rough, needlessly roughing somebody up in the street or something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there are there are there are situations. But but I think at least this is kind of a perspective that I've developed is that kindness and patience generates kindness and patience begets kindness and patience. Is that sure. a word? It could be get. And so, so I've surra- I surround myself. I have been fortunate to, to have, to be surrounded by kind and patient people. And, and that reflects on me and my kind and kindness and patience, uh, hopefully reflects on them. And then it just, it just, it's just a big fucking, happy circle jerk you know and and not to say that i don't have my days i have my days all the fucking time um but you like know, at three forty-five a.m when you're like can you not see that's fucking angelo from fishbone <laughs> uh i i i i don't i don't like chase people down in traffic and bang on windows i don't you know, yeah. hit cars on the way by anymore. I, cause, and I think there was something that happened when I was a messenger. I know I've told this story before, but I got into a, a thing with a truck driver and I was like, and it was like almost came to blows. And this dude, like the Pete, the security in the building didn't give a shit. The people on the street didn't give a shit that this dude very narrowly avoided running me over with his big panel truck. And he didn't give a shit. And I was like that was, I was really sad and I was also really mad. And I thought, okay, so what happens? Like, how does this elevate or escalate? And do I get in a fight with this guy? And what if, what if by some chance I beat the shit out of this guy on the sidewalk? Does that make me feel better? Does it make people drive better? I'm working in the city eight hours a day. I'm in city streets eight hours a day. If I kick the shit out of this guy, that 15 feet from here at best, I mean, at most there's another asshole (laughs) and another asshole and another asshole. And if there's one thing I've concluded is that you can't beat the asshole out of somebody. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Toxicity and vitriol just generate toxicity and vitriol. Yeah. I think that's a hundred percent right. I think so. Uh, among women my age, uh, uh, at your age, our age, menopause is a hot topic, and and uh, over on our our end of the continuum, one thing that I perceive is that I, you know my my testosterone is lower than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. So mm-hmm. two things have happened. I have lower testosterone and I'm, f- and like you, I'm just fucking tired. A lot of times people do dumb stuff and I'm like, I just got to take a knee here. Cause this, <laughs> yeah. this is exhaustingly stupid. Yeah. Um, and so the lower testosterone, I don't really want to fight anyone anymore. I think when I was younger, I was like, we're going to fight about this. We're not going to fight about it. Like, you know, now once uh, I'm already basically taking a knee or laying face down by the time anything gets to any point because I'm just, I'm just completely and entirely exhausted. Yeah. (laughs) And it hurts to get punched. I'm not a fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've had my nose broken so many times and it's, it's, it's that, I mean, that hurts, but it's just, it's such a hassle. It's that's probably the worst part about getting hit in the face is it's a fucking hassle <laughs> and it lasts yeah. like you can't eat mustard um, or hot sauce or vinegar. You can't eat hot food if your lips are all swollen or your lips are all cut up on the inside. Your nose is broken. You can't breathe. You got to get it reset. That's very painful. I had my nose reset a number of times and that hurts real bad. I reset it in a bathroom. <laughs> at a Jesus lizard show one time that sucked. <laughs> you know, uh, it's a I memory want... you cherish and also <laughs> never want to relive. Uh, it just, it's just, I don't, I don't have to, I don't have time for it. I have a lot of time for a lot of stuff, but I don't have time for 
I don't have time for nonsense. No, no, I'm, it's all it, it's all really exhausting. I want fun. I want fun nonsense. I like laughing. I like being. It feels good to be happy. You know, it doesn't feel good to be angry to me. I don't let. I don't. And I. And it's a real. I think it's. It can be a real uh, slippery slope where you thrive on this like this discontentment. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. And I see, I know people who, who have that and they just, it's exhausting. When I was in AA, like hardcore all the time for years, uh, you know, people would talk about being rageaholics, you know, and it's like, you're right. It's like, the, it's this emotional, uh, release where, you know, you're just walking around in a rage and you're like yelling and you're doing all this stuff. And it's, it does, it gets you off in a way. It is completely unhealthy. It's not good. It's adrenaline. Uh, I think it's a, there's a lot of adrenaline mm. attached to that, and, and probably some cortisol <laughs> attached to that. And, and I guess in, in, that has its own. You know, it's just like fight or flight thing. And when you're in fight mode, you you're kind of elevated. But there's that there's a real burnout. There's definitely inversely. a burnout. I think there's a lot of people like me who um crave chaos and so they make it um but it is not a sustainable strategy i i was not able to sustain it which was good which is good i'm glad that you know i kind of let that go but you see people all the time who they need to make conflict and stuff in order to i don't know yeah feel alive it takes it takes a lot more energy. It takes a lot. I think it takes a lot more intellect to be like a problem solver and and a resolver than it does to be a rager. Being a rager yeah. is you just start swinging and yelling, and that's easy. But to and again, you know, like I don't have this all figured out. This is just kind of where my head is t- yeah. today. Yep. Tomorrow I might be mad about. You know, bowling, bowling with the Kardashians or whatever the fucking would you rather you gave me that I stewed on for like two weeks. Oh, that was so good. <clears throat> <laughs> that was a that might have been the crowning triumph of my would you rather. <laughs> I was in traffic. The phone rings. It's Steve. It's I don't know what to. Hey, I want to talk to you about this Kardashians thing. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes get... later you're like okay 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 yeah i don't even remember what, what was the exact do you remember the premise yeah the premise was would you rather have all of your friends replaced by kardashians or all of your bikes and skateboards replaced by bowling balls mm. okay and you were like, I'm going to keep my friends and I'll just, because I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to know the Kardashians. Right. So you were basically like, now I just bowl with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love, I love it. I love, I love uh, like uh, sports like that, you know, like bowling or horseshoes, shuffleboard activities. Yep. Activities. Uh, yeah, they're fun. Lawn darts. Cornhole? Uh, you know, I've never played cornhole. And also, why is it called cornhole? Uh, because there's this butthole in the middle of a board. <laughs> is that what? Because I, was, I, was, I thought that was like a slang term for the, is like a bean, beanbag toss or something. But, but people started calling it cornhole, which I always heard the cornhole was a butthole. But then now you got like family picnics and everybody's playing the butthole game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's right. I will often say to Mike, if we see it, you know, if we're out in New Hampshire or Vermont or someplace and like a bar or whatever has it, I'll be like, oh, they have butthole. We can play butthole. <laughs> Brittany's like, that's not what it's called. <laughs> uh, so what do you, how do you, do we cover that? How do you manage yeah. that? How do I, how do I manage the craziness in the world? Just uh, you day, know, day to day. Yeah, I just go home. I make another cup of coffee. I have a little word with myself, but I need to be better at it. I want to be better at it. Yeah, it's a practice. Because I don't have problems. I don't I don't actually have any problems. I got nothing to be upset about. I don't know. There's there's always stuff to be upset about. And my mom is, you know, she was the other night. She's like, why is everybody so mad? And I'm like, 
Because the world's going to shit, you know? Like, <laughs> politicians are scumbags, and we're being, like, the, 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 the inmates are running the asylum because the environment yeah. is messed up, because everybody's polarized, everybody's on different things there's too many people it's rats in a cage you know like like don't why are you mad you sit and watch the news and you totally flip out about everything my dad is just in this constant state of anxiety because of the state of the world and it's like dude you got a whole life under your belt in perspective you lived through the cuban missile crisis you've seen vietnam you were draft almost drafted like what what about why why what is it about now that is causing you such duress and then but out of the other side of your mouth you're saying why is everybody so mad right now give me that you know exactly why people are mad right now yeah the internet is an angry machine that's oh, what it the, does god damn it the internet is just it, it takes your attention and gives you back anger and that's oh. why you know that's why i'm saying i need to start my morning better I need to like not look at my phone for the first couple hours. I need to like get up, get up, think good thoughts, let my mind adjust to uh, consciousness. You know, I just need to do it differently because I do think once you engage with the angry machine, it only produces anger. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's its only job. So, and it's efficient. I think everybody probably does it. I, I do it. I try not to do it. I don't spend too much time. Mostly I kind of check and see if I got any messages or whatever, but like, and then I put it down. See if I have to yell at you for not knowing that Fishbone and Dave Lombardo were doing a Bad Brains cover. I got to yeah. fucking regulate that. I was just on my couch, like sobbing sl- softly. I was like, I just, I don't know. I don't, I didn't know that was Dave Lombardo. I didn't recognize him. Question two. Oh, and that goes to prove that Slayer, like Dave Lombardo was a hundred times cooler than Slayer. Like he's mm. just, you know, I don't even think, I don't think he's in the band anymore. I think they replaced him. Did I, but, did I say my Slayer thing on this show ever? I don't think so. That Slayer is really, really good, but you only need one Slayer record. Ooh, uh, mm, yeah. I, I, uh, I remember, you know, in the early, late '80s, early '90s, like I was in Metallica camp, and my friend Adam was in Slayer, like solidly in Slayer camp, and I always took it. His, he was a really talented bass player. <laughs> And I always took that as like Slayer was a musician's metal band. Oh. It's like it's like listening, you know, somebody with a real finely tuned ear to like abstract jazz can appreciate abstract jazz completely. As I'm just like I need the spoon fed, whatever spoon fed. Right. Slayer's too complicated for me to really love. Oh. I I don't know. I just. I like Slayer because I like chaotic music and it's, it's pretty chaotic. Um, yeah. I just think you only need, I only need one of them. I, yeah, I have a couple. I got, I got a, you know, whatever, like three Slayer albums in my collection that I don't really listen to. I, I will I, say that I, if I'm going to, if someone's like, do you want to put Slayer on or Metallica? I'll be like, yeah, put the Slayer on. Well, it depends on what we've agreed. Depends on what Metallica record. But I think they that's both, very true. They're both good together. Did I tell you the the Slayer Julian Stranger story? I love this no. story. I don't know if this is true. And the last couple of times I've seen Julian, I have neglected to ask him. Julian, uh, all time great skater. Skater uh, runs the antihero. Uh, to team, not the team, but I guess the antihero skateboard company. That's his baby but he's a ripper the dogtown kid san francisco venice um just a really fucking good skater and great name a good dude to boot but i heard this story years ago and i haven't been able to ask him i haven't had the opportunity to ask him if it's if it's true or not but the way it goes is that he went to see slayer and you know i've never been in a pit at a slayer show but I hear it's um, total, like, unobstructed violence and people go in with, like, <laughs> mouth guards and shoulder pads and shit. <laughs> and so at some point in the fracas, somebody lands on his head 
you know, people are getting tossed around or doing stage dives or whatever. And he gets a big bang on his head and goes on about his night. Maybe a little bit of blood was drawn or whatever. And, uh, he's at, he's got a big goose egg, you know, and a week later or something, he's at work and it's abscessing. It's still really sore, pretty infected. And he's fucking with it. It's scaly. Another few days go by and he's picking at it as one does when one has a big grody pussy scab and out of this big lump in his head, he pulls a front tooth. I don't know if anybody knows Julian, <laughs> like I said, I've run into him a few times and for whatever reason, cause I've been telling this story for so long. Like it, it's almost become my own, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if it actually happened or not. And I like my direct channels to Julian I've asked Barker Barrett to ask him because they're in regular contact. My friend Griffin knows him. I've seen, bumped into him, and I can't confirm or deny that this actually happened. I mean, I hope we never find out it's not true. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool lore. Yeah. This is the dog that caught the car. Like, I don't know what we're going to do once we find out there was no tooth in his head. (laughs) I'm going to keep telling the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and if right. you find out it wasn't him, just pick somebody else and assign it to them. I just if it's if it was anybody, it was him. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit wouldn't happen to anybody except Julian. I don't know. Hmm. Let's get on the second second question. It seems like there are three phases to this. The first one, you're contributing to the mayhem of human interaction. The second one, you're neutral, and the third, you're contributing positively. Uh, which phase are you most days? From where I sit, I would say neutral with a healthy dose of contributing positively with sometimes um, the problem. But the older I get, the more I recognize that being part of the problem is not beneficial to anyone. And so I try to keep myself in check. But, you know, uh, somebody else might say. Uh, that I'm completely wrong in this. I did get somebody came into the bar. Uh, this was maybe a month ago. And they walked in, and I overheard this guy tell someone he was with, "That's Bellingham's friendliest bouncer." I was like, "Oh, you know, it's like the take no shit but do no harm thing." Like, mm. I don't. I don't suffer fools, but I also try to do my best to be a nice, a nice guy. I think that I am mostly positive, sometimes neutral. Like when I'm in a mood, everyone's in a mood sometimes. When I'm in a mood, of course. I, I, two positive things have happened over the last decade. One is I'm able to identify that I'm in a mood. Because I used to just be like, I'm not in a mood. The, this person's just an asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm just in a mood. So I'm able to identify that I'm in a mood and I'm able to say, now you're in a mood. Don't get that on anyone. Uh, to, to be self-aware enough to put you to put yourself into like a timeout. Yeah, You know, like, but I, I also understand sometimes you can't, sometimes you have to be around people and you have to check yourself and be like, oh man, I'm going into this interaction that I don't want to go into because I'm sour <clears throat> or I'm crabby or whatever your deal is. And you, you, you have to, you have to, you can't say, yeah. and that's and like back to Christmas. Like I am now being forced to be in a good mood because of this scenario and that puts me in a worse mood but i you know sometimes you can't become sometimes you can't put yourself in a timeout especially when you have other people relying on you you have to go see your mom you're out with your family when you don't want to be going to somebody's house who you don't like or whatever there's obligations right and that that's that's the tricky part to manage but it's kind of like meditation sort of like you breathe through this shit and sometimes, and I'm only getting better at this in the last couple of years, I have had a horrible time managing that directive yep. uh, more often than not. <clears throat> but, 
but it, it's easier for me to keep it in mind now, maybe because I don't have anyone relying on me. I think, I think what happens is you practice it over time and it becomes more normal. Like it's more normal for me to be neutral or positive than it is for me to be aggro and shitty. Mm -hmm. And so if I find myself aggro and shitty for some reason, I'm like, whoa, whoa, what is going on? Oh, what you do with that is you go directly to a comment section (laughs) and you start writing ridiculous stuff about, I just like to, yeah. What inane fucking nonsense is in your head. Yeah. I'm in a terrible mood. Let me tell you about it. Let Mm -hmm. me, let me give you some. Yeah. Never read the comments. Never. Uh, Question three. Would you rather be the laundry boy on a late eighties Motley Crue tour or the guy who cleans fake blood off the sets for a mid nineties Guar tour? Mm. Mm. I'd take, I'd take the fake blood. That's easy. And the people in easy. the bar. Oh, well, not easy, but it's easier than dealing with Molly Cruz laundry, I would reckon. And uh, you get to hang out and see all the sets. And everybody in Guar was really, really nice. I'm not so sure that the people in Molly Crew were, were great, are nice people. Even right. Guar were. Yep. How about you? Yeah, there's artists in Guar. Mm hmm. And I like the music better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Molly Crew, man, Molly Crew laundry in the late eighties would have been gross. That's what I think. I think it would have been a lot of fluids. <laughs> <laughs> so so many cooties. I guess if you go on the Guar tour, you're cleaning fake blood and fake semen. On the Motley Crew tour, you're maybe <laughs> cleaning the real version. <laughs> Although maybe less of it. We agree. Once Ugh. again, I got 107 episodes in the books as of today. That's uh, right. I'm afraid that's all we have time for now. Tune in next week for the exciting conclusion or more likely another batch of endless digressions and unrelated tangents. We can't wait. On behalf of the Revolting Podcast and Cycling Independent, I'm Steve. I'm Robot. Don't forget to suck it. Yeah.